you're listening to the SSPX Podcast. We're happy to present another installment of True Heroes, stories of the lives of the saints delivered by Father Thomas Tam. Father has also put together a video of each of these episodes. You can see the video at sspxpodcast.com. Now, here's Father Tam. While other martyrs suffered by sacrificing their own lives, the Blessed Virgin suffered by sacrificing her son's life, St. Antoninus. Hello, my friends. Welcome to True Heroes. Today, we are going to consider the life of St. Antoninus, whose virtue and generosity toward the poor awarded him the title Father of the Poor. Let us begin his story. St. Antoninus was born on March 1st, 1389. His parents, Niccolo and Tomasina Pierosi, were in high standing, Niccolo being a notary of the Florentine Republic. At the age of 15, so in 1404, Antoninus applied to Blessed John Dominic, then at the convent of Santa Maria Novella in Florence, for admission to the Dominican Order and was accepted a year later. As a theologian, he took part in the Council of Florence in 1439 and gave hospitality in St. Mark's to the Dominican theologians called to the Council by Pope Eugene IV. St. Antoninus was known for his great virtue, especially for his spirit of sacrifice, wishing to suffer much for the conversion of sinners. He never ate meat, except in cases of extreme illness. He slept only a few hours a night and on the ground or on a piece of wood. He always wore a hair shirt, which is a shirt made of rough cloth or animal hair, which is very painful to the skin, and also an iron girdle next to his skin. He was also known for his charity to the poor. He never refused alms when asked in the name of God. When he had no money to give, he gave his clothes or his shoes or the furniture from his house or his palace. One day, as he was on the way to visiting the Pope, a beggar came up to him, almost naked, and asked for alms for Christ's sake. Outdoing St. Martin, who gave a beggar only part of his cloak, St. Antoninus gave his whole cloak. Despite this generosity, he rarely was left in want himself, his belongings being replaced by some of the wealthy citizens of the city. His palace, when he was bishop, or archbishop rather, consisted of only six persons. There was no costly furniture therein and no dishware. Despite this though, he was still careful with who he gave alms. On another occasion, walking through the city, he saw many angels upon the roof of a poor little house. Going into it, he found a respectable widow with three daughters who lived by the labor of their hands, but who earned scarcely enough to clothe themselves decently and who often had nothing to eat. The saint not only gave them a lot of alms, but thereafter came frequently to their relief. It happened, however, that after a considerable time, the saint, when passing the same house instead of angels, saw devils upon the roof, who seemed to enjoy themselves greatly. 
He went in and saw the mother and daughters not occupied with works, but with visitors and frivolous amusements. He likewise found diverse books which served to entertain them. The saint from this easily concluded what the apparition signified. He reprimanded them severely and admonishing them to return to their former industry and was in the future more circumspect in distributing his charities. Despite all the efforts of St. Antoninus to escape ecclesiastical dignities, he was forced by Eugene IV, who had personal knowledge of his saintly character and administrative ability, to accept the Archbishopric of Florence. Uh, some sources say that he was threatened with punishment, and a couple of them say that the punishment was actually excommunication. He was consecrated on the 13th of March, 1446, and immediately took possession of the see over which he ruled until his death. As he had labored in the past for the upbuilding of the religious life throughout his order, so he henceforth labored for it in his diocese, devoting himself to the visitation of parishes and religious communities, the remedy of abuses, the strengthening of discipline, the preaching of the gospel, and the writing of books for clergy and laity. These labors were interrupted several times that he might act as the ambassador for the Florentine Republic. Ill health prevented him from taking part in an embassy to the emperor in 1451, but in 1455 and again in 1458, he was at the head of embassies sent by the government to the Supreme Pontiff. He was called by Eugene IV to assist him in his dying hours. He was frequently consulted by Nicholas V on questions of church and state, and was charged by Pius II to undertake with several cardinals the reform of the Roman court. Having received the Holy Eucharist and extreme unction, embracing the crucifix, he joyfully welcomed death on May 10th in the year 1459. He was illustrious for the miracles which he wrought during his life, which consisted primarily of healing, as also for those which followed after his death. He was canonized by Adrian VI in the year of our Lord, 1523. When his death occurred, Pius II gave instructions for the funeral and presided at it eight days later. From the life of St. Antoninus, let us learn to have a true generosity toward others and to really have a love for suffering. This is not to say that we should enjoy suffering, materially speaking, but to rejoice when we do suffer because we know we will draw closer to God if we suffer willingly and joyfully. Thank you all so much for joining me. Please remember that today is Mother's Day. So kids, you must do something exceptionally nice to your mother today. I will be doing the same. I do not know what I will be doing at this point, but I will be doing something for her. And yes, I certainly recommend that you do the same. God bless you all, my friends. Saint Antoninus, pray for us.